Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Avram Shur. Mesechas Ksubis has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shlomo Naiman, Lila Nishmats of Yaakov ben Matasio Zatzal and Chayabas Pesach. Ksubis Tafchof. The Gemara on the bottom of Daf Yotesma Beis brought down a brisa, which said that when two people are signed on a shtar, and then they died, and two other Edim came minashuk, and they said, we know that this is their Ksavyad, but they were Anusim, Ketanim, or Psuli Edus. So the second pair of Edim is Nemonim. Unless, of course, it's Ksav Yodom, Yoytzei Mimokam Acher. If we have a way of being Mekayim, the first Shtar, then the second pair of Edim no longer has a Pesha Aser. They're not the ones who are being Mechadish to us, that these are good signatures, and therefore they don't have the Nemonis to say that they were Anusim or Psuli Edus when they signed it. On that, the Gemara asks, You mean to say that since the second cat is not Nemon, you therefore collect using this star as if it was a regular star? It may be true that the second pair of Edim does not have a Pesha Asar, but they should be no different than a regular set of Edim that is Makhish, contradicts a first set of Edim. The first set of Edim signed on the star, and through them we know that Whatever it says in the Shtar is true. The second pair of Edim is coming and being makish the first pair of Edim because they're claiming that they were Psuli Edis when they signed. So you have two against two. It's like a regular tray to tray. So why is it to ask the Gemara that we would use the Shtar to collect? Rav Sheshis answers, Zoyse Meris, HaKrosha Tchilas Hazamahi. HaKrosha is Tchilas Hazama and just like Hazama has to take place in front of the Edim that you're being Mazim, so too HaKrosha has to take place in front of the Edim that you're being Makrish. Now this Gemara needs a lot of Hezber. What exactly do we mean when we say HaKrosha is Tchilas Hazama? And why is it that HaKrosha needs to be in front of the Eden you're being Makrish? Now we do find this phrase HaKrosha Tchilas Hazama in a Gemara in Bavakama. Over there, it's much easier to understand what the Gemara means. Because the Gemara over there, the Fayin Gimel Bez, says HaLocha, that if Edim or Hukchishu, Ulu Besoif Huzmu Neherogim, which means, if two Edim walked into Bezin and they said that they saw Reuven kill Shimon, and first, a cat of Edim comes in and says, you can't know that Reuven killed Shimon on that day because Reuven, the killer, was with us. That is not called Hazama, that's called Hakrosha. Hazama is Dafka, where you say, you are with us, the Edim were with us, and therefore you could not have known this information. So what happens if first there was Hakrosha, and after there were Hukrashu, they were Lebesayif Huzmu? So aside from the fact that uh, one pair of Edim said, you can't know this because the killer was with us, they were subsequently found to be Edim Zaymin because Edim came and said, you are with us on that day. So if HaKrosha was not considered Tchilas Hazama, it wasn't considered a beginning of the process of Hazama, then we would say that first we threw out their Edis, Ayyadeh HaKrosha. And the halacha is you could only give Kasha Zomam to Edim if there's a Gemar Din al so the Akrosha undid the Gemar Din. Nevertheless, the halacha is that they still get killed if we're mazim them after the Akrosha took place. Because Akrosha is considered Tchilas Hazama, Elish Nigmara. The Akrosha is not seen as being an independent stage from the Hazama. Rather, it's the Tchilas Hazama. It's the beginning of the process of Hazama. It just wasn't finished. And therefore, we still have the ability to give them Kashazam. Now, Rebbe understands in our sugya that we're trying to bring a raya to that Din that we mentioned in Bavakama. Because the only way to explain why you would need to have the Edim in front of us while you're Makrish them is if we see Hakrosha as being part of the Hazama process. And the Hazama process is definitely something about the Edim. They have to be in front of us because we're being done the Edim themselves. But asks Rebbe this doesn't seem to make any sense. 
Because Einachinami, in a case where the Edim after Hakrasha can come Lidei Hazama, it's possible subsequently to be Mazim them, we could explain that Hakrasha is only the beginning of that process. But in our Sugya, the Edim are dead. So how is it that we could say that the Hakrasha is the beginning of Hazama? It's impossible for them to ever come Lidei Hazama. So the Ritva over here seems to be sensitive to this point because the Ritva says Hakrasha Tchilas Hazamahi Pirish Lav Dafka Tchilas Hazama Mamish. It doesn't mean the beginning of Hazama Mamish. Da Ein Hazama Ba Achar Hakrasha. What does the Ritva mean to ask? Ein Hazama Ba Achar Hakrasha. We cannot have a Hazama coming after the Hakrasha here. So it doesn't mean that it's the beginning of Hazama. Rather, he explains. Loimar Ktsas Hazama that Hakrasha is in and of itself somewhat like Hazama. Because he says, When the second pair of Edim is makhish, the first pair of Edim, what they're essentially doing is saying, You lied. You said, Edu Sheker. Ulafikach says, Just like you cannot be mazim, the Edim, unless you're in front of them, because you're coming to be manage them. The Torah says, which means that a person who's a baldin has to be present when you're going to paskin a din on him. When we paskin on a person's shor, the person has to be there. He has to be present in Bezdin. Hazama definitely has to be when they're here. Because Hazama, you're actually giving them an oinish, you're giving them a psak din about themselves. But he says that similarly, Hakrasha needs to be b'fneihem, demikol mokem edus hakrasha al gufam sheyidu sheker. The message of the second pair of Edom is that the first pair of Edom were made edus sheker. And Einachanami, we're not coming to punish them, we're not giving them a psak din that is detrimental to themselves. But the actual Kabbalah's edus is a Kabbalah's edus about them that they lost. So essentially he's saying that Akrasha Tchilas Hazama does not mean that it's the beginning of Hazama. Rather, it means that it's a little bit like Hazama. Now you may ask, then how can we say that the Hakrasha is an edus about them that they lied, when in actuality we're not really saying that they lied? The second pair of Edom are not claiming that they were made edus Sheker, they're just claiming that they were Kroivim or Anusim. So the Ritva addresses this question as well. He says, The second pair of Edom are not being made that they said Edus Sheker. Nevertheless, Since according to the Shtar, the way that Bezdin treats the Shtar, is as if the Edim are being made that they signed properly and that the Shtar is kosher, and the second pair of Edim is saying that the Edis is not Kayamis because they were Kroivim, that is called Hakrasha. The Ritva is sharing a very important insight into what a Shtar is. Because although when the Edim commit their signatures to the Shtar, all they're doing is actually signing that this person asked them to sign the Shtar. They're not being made that the Shtar is a kosher Shtar. They're not even being made that the Maisa took place. They didn't see the Halva take place. You give the Edim the Shtar to sign before you even borrow the money. All the Edim are doing is confirming that this person asked them to sign the Shtar, which is called Das HaMeschayiv. They are signing and testifying to the fact that they had a Tzivui from the Meschayiv, from the person that's incriminated through the star to sign the star. In which case, it's very difficult to understand. How is the edus of the second cat that say that the first ones were kroivim, how is that considered a hakrasha and a claim that the first cat were liars? The answer says the ritva, 
is that although the actual signing was a testimony to the fact that he asked them to sign, nevertheless, the function of those signatures, says the Ritva, is to confirm that there's a kosher shtar here. The act of signing was a testimony that he asked me to sign. But what that delivers to Bezdin is that there is a kosher shtar here. So in essence, every single kat of Edom that signed on a shtar, it's as if they're being made, not only that they were asked to sign, but also they're being made to the kashras of the shtar. Because that's how it's going to be processed in Bezdin. And they know that. So that's a chaluk of their edus. Being that that is the case, says the Ritva, the second cat that's being made, that there is not a kosher shtar here, because they were craving at the time of the signing, are going against the testimony that there's a kosher shtar. And this is really a yisoid that appears in the Evan Ha'azel. In Hilchas Ishes Per Gimel Halacha Tesvav, that the yisoid of Chesimus Edom, when they sign on a shtar, is Gufa the Edus, that al yidei their signatures, this is a kosher shtar. Since the chsim is activated star, they're being made that it's an activated star. So if the second cat comes and says that they're really puzzled, it comes out that it's not an activated star, and then they're claiming that the first signatures which make it an activated star and claim it's an activated star are not really true. So this is a very novel idea, because in regular Edus, all the Edom are being made about is that the Misa took place. So Hakasha would have to be, in some way, saying that the Misa did not take place. By Ishtar, included in the Edus, is confirmation that this is a Kasher Ishtar, and therefore any Psul that you say about the Edom is essentially Hakasha, because you're claiming that it's not a Kasher Ishtar. So this is the Hezber in the Shita of Rav Sheishis. He holds HaKrasha is Tchilas Hazama, which the Ritva is explaining to mean that it is somewhat like Hazama, since HaKrasha always includes with it the Edus that they're being made, Edus Sheker, and therefore it's similar to Hazama, that you cannot be done a person when he's not here. You need to be Mechabal Edus about the person when he's in front of us. So even though we're not being managed them like we do by Kasher Zamam, nevertheless the Kabbalah's Edus is about them, and that's why it has to be Bifnehem. Now, Rav Nachman answers Rav Sheshis, and he says as follows, Amalei Rav Nachman, Iluhavu kamon umakhishin lehu, if the Edom that are signed in the Shtar would be in front of us, and they would be makhish, the Edom that are saying about them that they were psulim, hava akhasha, v'loi hava meshkechina buhu, it would be considered hakhasha, and we wouldn't listen to the Edom in the Shtar to collect money alpiam, the havala edis mukheshes. So hashta the lesson who, now that the Edom are not here, the iluhavu lekamon, had they been in front of us, who knows, dilma havu Maybe they would actually be moedah to the Edom that say that they're psulim. Mehemni, then we say that they are believed and you cannot be makhish the shtar. Now asks Rabbi Chanan in the Kovitz Yurim, what exactly is the taina of Rabbi Nachman and his Kavu Chaimer? Miman of Shach, he says, if Rabbi Nachman is moedah to the svara of Rav Sheshis that we mentioned, that HaKosha Tchilas Hazama, meaning that HaKosha is considered Edus about the original Edim, and therefore it's subject to the rule of Vuhuad Biv Olav, that you can only be Mechabal Edus about a person when that person is here, then you cannot be Doicha Rav Sheshis' svara using the Kavu Chaimer. Because you could do that by any baldin. We say that you can only be makabal edus about a person's shar and make it a shar niskal if the person's present. We can taina that, wait a minute, if the person were here in Bezdin as they're being made about his shar and he was screaming that the edim are liars. We don't care, we don't listen to him, we accept the edus of the edim against him because he's present. So we should say that kol if the person's not here and it's possible that were he to be in Bezdin, he would agree to what the edim are saying. We should accept the Edus of the Edim, because we don't even know that the person would be Makhish the Edim.
Nevertheless, we don't say that. Why not? Because there's exerts a kasav of huad bivol that we only accept edus when the person's here in Bezdin. So if he agrees that hakasha tchilas hazama, that hakasha is like hazama, meaning that you're supposed to be makabel edus about them in front of them, and hakasha is considered like you're being makabel edus about them, a kavachaymer is not going to help you. And if he holds that hakasha is not tchilas hazama, and it's not considered edus about the edim themselves, because you're really being makhish them about the maisa, and you're not being made about the edim, you're not punishing them like we do by Azama, you're not giving them Kasher Zamam. So it's not considered Edis about the Edim, it's about their Edis and not about them, then you don't even need a Kavachaymer. So Rukhanan leaves this as a Tzarech Ian. Reb Shimon in the Chedusha Reb Shimon Yehuda Kayin in Simen Chav Beis answers this question by saying that Reb Nachman is actually trying to prove that when you're Makhish, the first cat of Edim, that's not considered Edis about the Edim, rather it's about the Maisa. As we explained, the whole Svara of Rav Sheshis was built on the premise that when you're Makhish Edim, just like Hazama is considered Edis about the Edim, so too Hakasha is considered Edis about the Edim because you're claiming that they're liars when you say that they said Edis Sheker. So they are considered Bali Dinim vis-a-vis their own Edis. Rav Nachman is coming with his Kavachemer to prove that this is not the case. Rather, the Edis of the Makhishim, the second Kat, is not Edis about the first Kat, rather it's Edis about the Maisa, and therefore it doesn't have to be Bifnehem. What's his Raya? He says a very simple Svara. If indeed we are to consider the second Kat of Edim as being made about the Edim themselves, about the first Kat themselves, then when the first Kat is here in front of us, they should not have the Koyach to be makhish the second cat and create a treyu tre to create a scenario in which we're besafik because we know that the halacha whenever you have a kasha is that it's treyu tre uki tre lebahari tre and it's not as if we accept the second cat more than the first cat. By Hazama, that's what we do. When the second cat says, then we throw out the testimony of the first cat and we accept the second cat. Why is it that we accept the second cat more than the first cat? The Torah explains that since the second cat is being made about the Gufa Edim, they're being made, you are with us. So the first cat is considered Balidinim, and they're incapable of turning around and saying, no, we were there, because that would be considered Edis about themselves. They cannot be made about themselves. So that's the whole reason why we accept the second cat more than the first cat. Why by Akasha don't we do that? Why don't we say by Akhasha that the second cat, since they're being made about the Gufa Edim, they're claiming that they're liars, the first cat doesn't have the Kayach to turn around and be Makhish the second cat and say we're not liars. Rather, we say that it's a standoff, it's a tray you tray. Says Reb Shimon, that's only because they're being made about the Maisa and not about the Gufa Edim. By Imanuwa Yisem, they're being made about the Gufa Edim and therefore they're powerless. The first cat cannot turn around and say that we're not Edim Zoymimin. So we believe the second cat. Masha'en came by Akhasha, says Rav Nachman, the Edim is about the Maisa and not about the Edim. Therefore, the first cat could turn around and say the Maisa did take place. So that's how Reb Shimon learns Rav Nachman's words. Rav Nachman says that Ilu hava kamon umakhishin luhu. If the first cat would be in front of us and they would be makhish the second cat, have a that would be considered hakasha. They have the kayach to be makhish the second cat and it would create a treu tray. That shows me that the edus of the second cat is not edus about the edim themselves. In which case, we have to disagree with Rav Sheshis, who said that the Edim must be here. Because Rav Sheshis' whole reason that the Edim have to be here is that we consider the testimony of the second cat as Edis about the first cat. 
And the first cut are considered Baladinim about their Eidus. It's like, they have to be here. But if that were true, then we shouldn't be believe them, even when they're here, to be Machish the first cut. So al Karchach, the Eidus is considered Eidus about the Maisa, not about the Eidim, and therefore they're not considered Baladinim, so they don't have to be present in Bezdin when they, we accept the testimony of the second cut. The only difficulty with saying this as Pshat in the Gemara is that why then does Reb Nachman follow up by saying... Hashta delesnu. Now that the Edom are not here, the iluhavu lekamon dilma havu moideluhu. Maybe they would have been moida to them. Iluchayra has nothing to do with whether they would have been moida or not. The point of Rav Nachman, according to Rav Shimon, is that there should be no requirement of the Edom being in front of us in Bezdin because we're not accepting Edus about the Edom themselves. Now, since Rav Nachman argues in Rav Sheshis, he says as follows: Al Amr Rav Nachman, Uki Trey Labahadi Trey, Vuki Mamoina Becheskas Mori. We consider it a stira between the two Adam. The Adam and the Shtar are saying that the person's high of money, or the person sold a field, whatever was said in the Shtar. And the second pair of Adam are claiming that they were absolutely Adam, so there is no Chayver, there is no Mecher. So since it's Trey Trey, we consider that a suffix. And therefore, we use chazaka. We leave the mammon where it is. So if it was a shtar halva, you leave the mammon with the loive, and if it's a shtar mecher, you leave the karka becheskas hamoicher. Rashi explains, when the Brisa says that they're not nemon, and the second cat is not nemon, it doesn't mean that you tear up the shtar. It's a suffix. You can't extract the money from the muhsik. However, if the person would be typhus the money, he would grab it away from the muhsik, and then the other fellow would be teveh him back in Bezdin, we would not take the money away from him. Because we now would say, again, and you leave the moment where it is. And Rav Nachman continues with a raya from another case. He says, Just like it was in the case of the Nechassim of Barshatya. Barshatya was a person who was sometimes a shoite and sometimes it was a pikeach. And he sold property. Two Adim came and said that the purchase took place when Barshatya was a shoite. Another pair of Adim said that it was when he was normal. So Rav Ashi said, in that case, So Rav Nachman is bringing a raya from Rav Ashi's psak in the case of Barshatya, that since it's a suffix, it's tre to tre, we say you go after Chazaka. Now Rav Kiveger over here is bothered by the fact that Rav Nachman feels the need to bring a raya from the case of Rav Ashi. He says, Is this the first time we ever heard about the fact that misafik you don't take money away from where it is? After all, he says, in the Gemara before, and a few Testament bays, when we originally brought down the Brisa that says that the second cat, who says that the first cat were psulim, we don't believe them, ain't nemonim. And the Gemara says, how could it be that they're not nemonim? Umagbinam bay, and then you're going to collect with this shtar like a regular shtar? What was the Gemara's question based on? That since it's a suffix, it's tre tre, you cannot collect using the star because you would have to leave the money where it is. So the Gemara clearly was already aware of the fact that when we're in a matzav of a suffix, we leave the money where it is. So why do we need to bring a raya from the case of Barshatya? So Reb Kvenger answers as follows. He says it may be true that the Gemara before was surprised when we said that we don't believe the second cat. And it sounds like you would collect using the star as if it was a perfectly good star. The Gemara asked, well, so it's a suffix, so how could you collect with it? Says Reb Kvega, what was bothering the Gemara was that even though it's a suffix, we allow you to collect fully using the star. Because after all, it's a suffix. 
And perhaps when you're in a matav of a suffix like treu trey, we should say yachloiku. Not that you should leave the money where it is. But rather, since it's a suffix and neither tzad has any reason to be more true than the other tzad, we should split it. The raya that we're bringing now from the case of Barshatya is that we don't say yachloiku. We say that you go after chazaka. So therefore he says, you cannot ask from the Gemara earlier that said, And the Gemara is asking, how is it possible to use the star to collect since it's trade trainenu? The Gemara's intention wasn't that you should therefore go after Chazaka and leave the money where it is. Rather, the Gemara's intention was perhaps that you should say, Now why should you say as opposed to leaving the money where it is? Explains Rebbe Kveger based on the Gemara in Yevamis, Daflamet Aleph, Amet Aleph, where the Gemara has a suffix, if trey utre is a sveik, de Iraisa or is it a Sveka de Rabbana? Sveka de Iraisa means that mid Iraisa you have no right to be Mukim and Chazaka. Sveka de Iraisa means that since Adim is the greatest bearer, you cannot have a greater bearer than a cat of Adim. And here we have two Kite Adim going against each other. So since whichever tzad you use the chazaka to paskin on, you have a cat of Adim going against that tzad, it's impossible to paskin with chazaka. Trade trace vegadaraisa means that midairaisa, you cannot use chazaka because whatever tzad you use chazaka for, you know that there's a cat of Adim that says not like that tzad. In which case, the only choice we would have is to say yachloiku. Because if you can't use Chazaka to Paskin, the Chazaka is going to be against a cat of Edom. So we're being pulled in both directions and therefore we would say Yachloiku. If you hold Trey Trey is a Sveka Durabanon, then that means that anytime you have Trey Trey, Midai Raisa, you have the right to use Chazaka. So that's why Rav Nachman needed a Raya from the case of Barshatya that we see that we use Chazaka. It must be that we Paskin that Trey Trey is a Sveka Durabanon and not a Sveka Raisa. So we now know the answer to the original question Rav Kiveger asked. Rav Kiveger asked, why does Rav Nachman have to bring a raya from Bashatya? Doesn't he know that whenever we're besuffic, we go after Chazaka, you leave the mama where it is? The answer is, usually when you have a suffix, you do leave the money where it is. But not by treu tre necessarily. That depends. If treu tre is Sveka or Sveka Darbonin. If it's Sveka then just like you don't use any Chazaka to be Machria, you wouldn't use the Chazaka of Muxik, so you wouldn't say you leave the money where it is, and you would say, but if you hold Sveka de Rabbanon, then you have the right to use Chazaka, and that's why Rav Ashi Paskin, that you go after Chazaka, you leave the money where it is. What exactly is the Hezber and the Machloikas between the Mandiyamra Sveka de Iraisa and Sveka de Rabbanon? After all, we said a very good Hezber in the Mandiyamra Sveka de Iraisa. And since Edim is the greatest bearer, it's impossible to be Machriya Keneged Edim. And any Hachra that you make based on Chazaka is going to be against another Kat Edim. The Teretz is that the Mandiyam Resveke Durabanan holds that we don't look at it like the two sets of Edim exist. Rather, since they're going against each other, they cancel each other out. So it's unfair to say that the hachra that I'm using is against the cat of Edim. Because what the Hakhasha does is it offsets the other cat Edim. And so I'm left with the suffix that could be gepaskint through Chazaka. Toysvis over here asks a kasha in Dibra Maschel v'uki brings down Rashi who explains Rav Nachman who said in the case of our Gemara where Edim are being made against the Edim Shebishtar. They're claiming that they're Anusim or they're Psuli Edus. And we said before that we don't believe the Edim that are claiming that the ones written in the Shtar were not good signatures. Now, as the Gemara explains, when we say Enemonim, it does not mean that we tear up the Shtar, because that would mean that we're listening completely to the second cut of Edim. And Rav Nachman explained to us that you say, Uki Trey Labahari Trey, Uki Mamani Bechaskas Mare. It's a suffix. 
And by the same token, when we say Ein it's not as if we listen fully to the Eden that are signed on the Shtar. We wouldn't be able to collect with this Shtar because, like we said, it's a Suffolk. Now, what is the difference between saying that it's a Suffolk and you leave the money where it is so you don't collect with the Shtar and saying that we tear up the Shtar? And you listen to the second cat of Adam. In both cases, the guy's not going to end up with his money. So Rashi explains in the Bermaschal, that the Nafkamina is, what happens if he's typhus the money? If the Malva is, grabs the money away from the Loiva. So if we believe the second cat, then he would have to give it back. Because we believe the second cat that it's, the Shtar is no good. And that means that there's no Choyv to speak of. The Malva doesn't have any rights to the money. He would have to give back the money that he just grabbed from the Loiva. Masha Enkein. If we hold that we don't tear up the star. It's a suffix. And it's just that we have to leave the money where it is. Well, Kozman, the Malva goes and grabs away the money. So now we have a new Svara to say that we leave the money where it is. Leave it by the Malva. So that is the Shita of Rashi in our Sugya. That since it's a suffix, like Rav Nachman explains, so it tafas Asks Toisvis, the Gemara in Bavmetzia, we learn that suffix Bechar if you have an animal, which is a suffix bechar, so it may belong to the kain and it may belong to you. So it says that takfei kain, if the kain would grab it away from the Yisrael, might see an We take it away from him. Says Toysus, you see that tfisa, the Once we paskin on a suffix, that you leave the money where it is, you go after the muhsik, so it's impossible to now go and be typhus, grab it away from the person who's holding on to it. Because we already awarded him with this money through the psak of the muhsik. So how could Rashi say in our sugya that were the malve to be typhus from the loive, you wouldn't take it away from him? Whatever happened to the rule of Takfei Kayan might see an Oisimiyadr. So Toysvis differentiates between the case of Takfei Kayan, where the Kayan is a Suffolk himself. He's a Tainus Shema, he's not a Tainus Bari. Masha'en Kain. In our case, the Malve is a Bari. He's sure that he lent in the money, and therefore his Tfisa would help. So Toysvis, in their first tarots, assume that the rule that Tfisa La'acha Shanel a Suffolk, we take it away from the person, is only where the person himself, who's doing the Tfisa, is a Suffolk. If the person is a Vada'i, he has a tiniest Bari, then we don't take it away from him if he's Typhus after the Suffolk was Neulet. What's the Hezber in this Chilik? Says Reb Shimon in the Shari Yosher, Sharhei Perak Yud, that the Hezber is as follows. The Halacha What is the reason why we're Moitzi it from the person's hand after he's Toifis? The Teretz is because the moment we paskind already that Hamoitzi Mechaverei Olavaraya, since it was a Suffolk, the Psak of Hamoitzi Mechaverei Olavaraya is a Psak Mitam Vadai. Which means that even though we are besuffic, and that's why we have to use but the rule of tells us that the one who's holding it gets a din of the Bailam Vadai. And therefore, the other person cannot be toifisif from him because he's taking it away from somebody that was already gepaskin through the rule of that he has a din Bailam. So is offset by a suffix, but it then awards the holder the din Bailam Vadoin. Says Reb Shimon, that's only true if they're both besuffic. Because just like Bezdin has a din to Paskin based on the suffic of Mitzmechavel of Araya, so too the Balei Din are supposed to be noig kefi that psak. So if he's toifisid, he was supposed to leave it by the person because the Mitzmechavel of Araya said that now belongs to his friend. When he's toifisid, he's stealing. Masha'enkein. In the event that the Muxik himself knows that he's holding on to something that doesn't belong to him. Because he knows the truth. And it's just that Bezden doesn't have the capability to be Mavara the Emes. 
It's impossible to say that the Muxik himself gets a din bailum vadai just because he managed to hide the truth from the Bezdin. He knows that he's not the bailum of this thing. So where they're both besuffic and the Muxik doesn't know whether he's really the bailum or not, the Muxik has every right to be soimich on the psak din of Bezdin that he's the owner. But in the case where we know that they're both tining bari, which means that one of them is really lying, it's not possible for Bezdin to give it a din vadai. So this is the Hezbo that Shimon says behind Toisvis's teret. Why in our sugya we say that Tvisa helps, and in the sugya of Takvikayan we say Tvisa does not help. However, the Ramban in Babamitzia, Davov, gives a different Hezber in Shittas Rashi, different than what Taisus explains to be Mechalik between our Gemara and the one in Bamitzia of Tokfa Kayan. And the Mahalik of the Ramban is explained by Rav Shlema Haiman over here in Simen Ches. He explains that even though in the Sugi of Tokfa Kayan we see that once we paskin, then we're machriya through the din of a Mitzvah that one of the two is the Bailim, then the other one, when he's Toifis, we take it away from him because he's considered a Gazlin. That is because over there, the Psak of a Mitzvah is seen as a Vado'is. It's something like we explained before that Paskins, that the person is the complete Bailam now on the moment. Masha'enkein in our sugya, since we're talking about Treyu Trey, he understands that even the Mandiyamar that tells us to go after Chazaka by Treyu Trey, that's not because of the Svara that we mentioned earlier, that the two Kite Edim cancel each other out, and now we could use the Psak Vade of Chazaka. Rather, even the Mandiyamar, Trey Trey, Sveked Rabbanan, holds that we have two conflicting Kite Edim, and as such, you have no right to be Machria anything, Betairus Vadai, because you can't be Machria anything, Keneged Akat of Edim. And therefore, when we do tell you to go after Chazaka, it's different than any other halacha that when we tell you to go after Chazaka. Usually when we go after Chazaka, it's Achra Vadois. Masha'en came here, the gather of going after Chazaka is what he calls al Misafik. Leave things where they are. Not as Achra Vadois, but as a way to deal with Sveikas. You leave things where they are even though we don't know and we didn't paskin who's the real owner. Kolzman, that the money is in one place, you have no right to take it away from that place. Not that we say that therefore we paskin that it belongs to the person who's holding on to the money. Mimele, he says there's an afkemina. If the person is typhus, now we have a new din of al suffix. So by Tokvi Kayin, that is not a Trey Trey, it's a regular suffix, Bukhar, the din of says that the one who's holding on to the Bukhar is the Bailam Vadai, based on the Psak of Amitzmechvelvaraya, where Machriya that he's the Bailam. That's why if the Kayin would be Toifisit away from him, the Kayin would have to give it back, Moitzi and Miyadai, because he took it away from somebody who would already give Paskin that he's the owner. Masha'enkin in Arasugya, that's talking about Trey Trey, the Psak of Amitzimich of is a totally different psak. It's not one that says that the holder is the Bailam Vadai. Rather, it's a din of Altetzianami Suffolk. And that's why when the person is typhused away from him, we have the same halacha. Don't take it away from him. And that's why Rashi ends off. At the end of the Rashi, he says that Aminon, because even though the Lashon of the Gemara is Uki Mare, that sounds too much like a Psak Vadai of Chazaka. So Rashi has to modify that by saying, The Mamon is, remains, is left in the place where it was.
The Gemara brings down the member of Rabavahu. Am Rabavahu, ein mezimin esa edim, elo b'fnehem. Hazama can only be in front of the edim. That we already learned, we know why that is true, because there's a din of uhuah b'v'olav, if you makabal edis about a person, it has to be in front of that person. So if you're being mazim him, you're going to be makayim the din of kasher zomam, and that has to be in front of him. However, he argues on Rav Sheshis from before, and he says, makhishin esa edim, shaloi b'fnehem. Just like Rav Nachman's Shita. You could be Makhish to Edim, not in front of them. He's of the opinion, like Rav Nachman, that the Kabbalist Edus about the information, about the Maise, is not considered Kabbalist Edim about the people. Even though through that Kabbalist Edus, the second cat is claiming that the first cat lied, but it's an indirect thing, and therefore, we're Makabal Edus from the second cat about the Maise, and Hakasha does not have to be in front of the first cat. Then Rebavo adds another point. He says, If you do Hazama Shaloi Bifnei the Edim, Nehida Hazama Loihavya, Enechanami, it's not called Hazama, Hazama has to be in front of them, but Hakasha Miahavya. It is Akoponim Hakasha, because like we said, Hakasha does not have to be in front of the Edim. Now Rashi says in Debra Maschal Nehida Hazama Loihavya, he says, When you do Hazama Shaloi Bifnei the Edim, it's not considered Hazama in order to give them the Oynish, not to kill them and not to charge them money. Rashi says, Even though it's not Hazama, but it is Hakasha to be Mevatel their Edus. And what that sounds like is that when a cat comes and is mazim the first cat, but not in front of the first cat, we don't treat it the same way as we treat regular hakrasha. Regular hakrasha, we say that the second cat is not believed any more than the first cat. It's treyu trey. Treyu trey is like we explained, is a suffix, either suffix deraisa or suffix derabonon, but it's a suffix. It's not like the second cat has more nemonis than the first cat. However, from Rashi, it's mashma that in the case of hazama, even though you cannot be mazim them when they're not here, because that is an oinish. So therefore, you have the rule of Uhud biv olav. You have to be made in front of the person. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the Torah believed the second cat to say imanuwa yisim more than the first cat. So le'inyan, the actual edus, Rashi is telling us that it's mevatal their edus entirely. This is a dik that the Rivash in Simeresh Samach Vav makes from this Rashi. And it would come out, according to the Rivash, that since it's not a suffix, we will not allow this first cut of Adam to be made in a different court case because they're already considered Adam Sulim. If we assume that they're lying and we were Makabal, the second cat's Adas, Bivadai, then we know that the first cat was lying. So we may not give them the Oynish of Kashazam because it's Shaloi Bifneim, but they become Pasal Kol Edish And this the Rivash says Beferish. He says that by regular Kasha we have a rule called which means that each cat individually can go in a different court case and be made and they'll be accepted because we never passed on them that they're liars. We, we had a suffix. We don't know which one of them was telling the truth. So when each one would come individually and be made in a different court case, we would put them on their chazaka that they're kosher. But in Hazamash Shalai we can't do that because we clearly assumed that the second cat was telling the truth and these Adam were lying. However, the shach in the end of Simon Lamed Ches, and in Ed Yehuda, Chilik Evan Ezer Madura Kama Simon Ayim Beis, both argue on this rivash. The Ned Yehuda says that after all the Lushin of Hakrasha Mia Havi, sounds like it would be no different than a regular Hakrasha. It would be like a Treyu Trey. And he brings a very nice Raya. He brings a Raya from the Gemara in Makis. The Gemara over there in Daf Gimlam Aleph says, a memra from Yehuda Merav. 
He says, Eid Zoymim Mishalim Lefi Chalkai. Which means that it's possible for an Eid Zoymim to pay his percentage of the Hazama. So let's, let's say that there was one cat that was trying to be Mechaev somebody $100. So the one of the two Eidim will pay $50. And the Gemara says, how could that be? The rule is that you cannot be Mazim the Eidim unless you're Mazim the whole cat. So what is the scenario in which only one of the two Eidim is going to be paying 50 out of the $100? Says the Nadib Yehuda. According to the Rivash, what's the Gemara's problem? Why don't we say that you said Imanu Ayisem on the whole cat? So you're Mazim the whole cat in terms of claiming that they were with you. But one was Bifanenu and the other one was not. Since one was Bifanenu, you could administer the Oynish of Kashazamab to that one, but the other one you can't give Kashazamab to. And that's why he's only paying Kafi Chalka, he's paying $50. You're still Mekayim the Din of being Mazim the whole cat, because that he explains is, as Rashi explains over there in Makis, learnt out from the Pasuk of Hine, Eid Sheker Ha'eid, Sheker Ana Ba'achiv. Eid Sheker refers to both Eidim, because Kol Mokim Shnemer Eid Harei Shnaim, when the Torah uses Eid, it's referring to the whole cat. So from there we learn that you have to be Mazim the whole cat. Says the Nadi Yehuda, since the Limud is from the Pasuk Vihine Eid Sheker Ha'eid, the requirement is not a requirement that you have to be Mazim the cat in the sense of giving Kasher Zamam to the whole cat. The din that you're not able to give Hazam unless you're Mazim the whole cat is strictly halacha in showing that this whole cat was saying Sheker. You have to say Imanu Yisem and establish the fact that the first cat, the entire cat was lying because it's learned that from the Pasuk Vihine Eid Sheker Ha'eid. So that, according to the Rivash, is possible to do Shalai Bifneim. So why couldn't we say that case? Talk about a case where one of them was here, the other one wasn't here. Elamai says the Nebi Huda, you see, that even Legabi being Mikabel, the Edus of the second cat, over the first cat, he has to be in front of us. And when we say that HaKchosha Miyahavi, it means like regular HaKchosha, Trey Trey, it's only a suffix. Since it's only a suffix, you haven't been Mikayim that din, if the guy's not here, Legabi the entire cat. And even the Dik and Rashi, the Shach and the Nebihud don't agree to. Because when Rashi says, Levatel Eidusen, it doesn't mean to be Mevatel Eifen Vadai. It means like regular Akhashir, Mevatel Eidusen, like every tray you tray. The Gemara is Medayek from the Bryce that we said earlier. That anytime you have Edim, Shiksav Yodam Huza, or Shiksav Yodam, Yodzimimakam Acher, if the signatures do not need this second pair of Edim to be Mekayim, because we have other evidence that these are their signatures, then the second cat is not Nemon. Now when the Brisa explains this, it says, The only valid shtar that would help be Mekayim their signatures, if you don't have live Edim telling us that they recognize the signatures, would be using a shtar that was already Kara Olav Irir. Somebody contested this shtar in Bezdin, and Bezdin went and paskined that it is a kosher star. If you could be Madama, the signatures that are on that star to the one that's in front of us now, then you have a sufficient kiyum. Rashi explains the reason why you need kara olav irer is because the iloi kara olav irer chayshin and duma hu gufe mizuyifu. We could always be chayshish that the star that you're trying to use for kiyum is in and of itself a forged document. But if it was already Kara Love Irer and Bezdin Paskind on it, that it's a kosher star, then we know that Bezdin clarified it, Bishas Maisa, and we can be confident that it's a kosher star, and so if you could be Madame with those signatures to the ones on this star, then it's fine. However, says the tour in Simon Memvav, Bishem Dirama, that Rashi would hold that even if you were Mekayim this star in a different Bezdin, if it hadn't previously been Kara Olav Irer, then we're afraid maybe the Bezdin that Paskind on it was not so Medayik since nobody was contesting the star.
The Ritva disagrees with this Shita. He says that once something is Husuk Bebezdin, even if it wasn't yet Kara Love Irer, but the Dayanim are people that we could trust. If they said it's Bukuyim, then they obviously looked into it. The Shach in Simen Memvav Sivkat and Chafei defends Rashi from this Kasha of the Ritva. Because he says, of course, it makes no sense to say that Kiyom doesn't help based on Achshash that maybe the Bezdin wasn't properly medactic. Because we never assume that a Bezdin signs on anything unless they're confident that's the truth. So why does Rashi say that it has to be Dafka Ashtar Shakara Olav Irer? That, he says, is talking about a scenario in which we cannot recognize this Kiyom, which is not familiar to us. And therefore we believe that maybe this is a forged Kiyom. There is a stamp of approval from a Bezdin, but maybe that was in and of itself forged. The only way to get around that problem is that if it was Karl of Irer, then usually there's a call. You understand, people know, they're aware that somebody contested this star and that it was Huxik Bebezdin. So that gives more validity to the Chazaka that it's probably not a forged document. The Gemara says, Tanra Bonan. A person could write his edus in a star and be made his edus even after many years. Afterwards, Reb Huna and Reb Yochanan argue. Reb Huna says that this is only shezoicher me'atzmai. He remembers the edus himself. Reb Yochanan says afalpi she'ein zoicher me'atzmai. There are three shittas we find in the Rishonim, an explanation of this sugya. According to Rav Haigoin, which is brought down in the riff over here, and in the Ramban, in the Shittim Gubet says, we're talking about a person, he says, A person was made an aid in a certain transaction, and a lot of time has passed since then. The Malva comes over to this aid and requests of him to write down this aidus in a shtar, or he comes over to him and asks him to testify in Bezdin that which he was a witness to. So the din is, the aid can go now and write down the edus, that which he saw back then, he could write it now in a star. Or, he says, or it could be made like a bezdin. So according to Rav Haigoyen, the way to read the words of the Brisa is when it says, It means two different scenarios. If he's being asked after Kamashanim to write down the Edus in a star, then he could do that. Or, in the event that he's being asked to testify, he could do that as well. And the Chiddush is that we're not Chayshish, Shema nifra shema nimchal. Maybe the choiv that he's being made about was paid up already or it was nimchal. And that Rav Huna says that this is only true if he remembers the entire Edus by himself. And Rav Yechanan says even if he doesn't remember it by himself at all, rather people remind him. If they remind him and he remembers, then he could be made. The Rishonim ask on Rav Haigoyin, number one, why aren't we choshish that maybe it was paid up? After all, the Gemara in Bab-Mitziah says that if you find a Shtar Choyv, we're Choyshish that maybe it was paid up. And they answer in defense of Rav Haigoyen that the Gemara in Bab-Mitziah that says we're Choyshish that perhaps the Choyv was paid up when you find a Shtar Choyv is only because there's a Reisa that it fell. Since it was in the street, there is reason to be Choyshish that it was paid. But on a Eidus like this, we're not Choyshish for Piroin. Because since the Loivin knows that it was done in front of Edim, he would make sure to get a receipt written uh, by the Malva. The second shita is the Rabbeinu Hanano and Rashi in our sugya. The riff agrees to this pshat that we're talking about something totally different. We're talking about edus that a person wrote down 
for himself as a reminder. He was an aide in some sort of transaction, or not even a transaction. He saw something take place. He's allowed to write down that aidus in his notebook or in his diary and be simach on those notes even after Kamashanim. So we, the way we read the Bryce according to Rashi and the Rif and the Rabbin Hananel is Kosiv Adam Eidusai Al Hashtar. Shtar over here does not mean a shtar like it means according to Rav Haigoin. It means on his notebook. Umeid he could write down notes about his edus and then be made using those notes. So according to Rav Haigain, it's two cases. And it means a real star. Or, according to Rashi, it means he can consult with his notes that he wrote even after Kamashanim. And that Rav Huna says, which Rashi explains to mean that without looking at the star, he remembers a little bit. He remembers some of the edus. It's just that he uses the star to help him remember the rest of the Eidus. Rabbi Yochanan argues and he says, He doesn't remember anything on his own. When he looks in the Shtar, then he's Nasan Beliboy Then he reminds himself because he didn't fully forget the Eidus. It's something that when he gets a reminder about the Eidus, then he remembers. Rashi explains, It can't be that he doesn't remember it at all because that would be a chsarn of Mipihem Veloy Mipik Savam. That's Rashi's version of this shita. The Rach differs slightly in the Hagdara of this second shita. He also agrees, like we said, that we're talking about somebody who saw Edus and wrote it down at the time and is consulting with his notes later to remind himself. But whereas, according to Rashi, Rav Huna's shita is that you have to remember the Maisa by yourself without looking into it. And you just look into the Shtar to remind yourself of the rest of the details. And according to Rabbi Yochanan, you don't have to remember anything, but when you look into it, you remember what happened. It reminds you of the story, the Rach holds a much more Kula de Kashita. He holds that Ravuna's Shita is that looking into the Shtar. You don't have to remember the Maisa by yourself without looking into the Shtar, like Rashi holds. Rather, when you look into the Shtar, then you remember the Maisa Me'atzmai. And Rabbi Yochanan holds that you don't even have to remember the Maisa when you look into the notes. All you have to remember is that at the time that you saw the Eidus, you wrote down the entire Eidus without any Shinoi. Then you could also be made according to Rabbi Yochanan. Because that much you remember yourself. You remember Remember that at the time you wrote down your edus in this paper, so you just have to look at the paper and say, this is what I saw. That, according to him, is not mepiyam v'lempik. So that's machlekes between Rashi and the Rach, how to understand the machlekes, Rav Huna and Rav Yochanan, in this understanding of Kosev Odom Edusay al Now the third shita is the shita Saramban. Ramban is brought down in shita Mukubetzes. He holds that our sugya is talking about a shtar gomor, not an edus that you wrote in your notebook, rather a shtar that you wrote back then. And the issue is whether you're allowed to be made on your ksav yad la'achar kamashonim. And so the way to read the b'risa is koisiv adam eduse la'shtar. A person can write edus in a shtar, could sign as an aid on a shtar, umeid aleha, and be made on his chasima, and say zek ksav yadi afilu la'achar kamashonim. Many years later, he can come and say, this is my ksav yad. And that Rav Huna says that you have to remember the edus that you saw. But if you don't remember that thing that happened, then you cannot be made that your makir, your chsima, that wouldn't help. Even though the Mishnah says later, and that Chavchesim Aleph, 
A person is neman to say and as Rashi explains over there, you're saying that I recognize the chsima, and you can be mekayim the star even though his father died when he was still a cotton. So you see that all we care about is that you recognize the chsima. You don't have to remember the story. You don't have to have known about the story at the time at all. That's only when you're made about somebody else's ksavyat. But if you yourself signed as an aide in a story and you don't remember, there's a taina. Havalelameda. And Ramban says that if you're not made on the Monash it's like you're being makhish, the Monash even though you're being moida about the Ksavyat. Rabbi Yochanan is more makel, and he says, even though you don't remember it, may atzmai, only by looking in the shtar you remember it, you're still allowed to be made on the Ksavyat, but I'll call upon him, you have to remember all your day looking to the shtar, the story that happened. That is one pshat, lefi this hezber, that the Ramban says, and he says that lefi this, some of the Ga'in and Paskin, that if you forgot the Edis entirely, then it doesn't help. But he brings down another shita, going with this understanding of the Brisa, that Rav Huna and Rav Yochanan are being more makel. According to this hezber, Rav Huna says that all you have to remember is the story when you look into the star, you're reminded of the story, and Rav Yochanan holds that you don't have to remember the Edis at all, not may atzmai, and not from others, you just have to so, according to the second way that the Ramban explains in this pshat, doesn't mean that he's not zeichra me'atzmai, but he is zeichra when he's reminded. He doesn't even have to remember when he's reminded. As long as he recognizes the chasimah, then it's fine. Just like the Mishnah later on Chavchesamadav. So it comes out that we have three ways of explaining the Brisa. Number one is Rav Haigoyen, that you saw something back then, and now you're being asked to write down the Edus in a Shtar, or to be made that Edus. You don't have to be Shema Para. Number two, Rashi and Rabbeinu Hananel, they read the Brisa the same way, but differ on the Pratim of the Machlekes, Rav Huna, and Rav Yechanan. The way they read the Brisa is that you wrote down Zichron Dvarim in your Pincus, in your notebook, at the time of the Edus. Rashi and Rabbeinu Hananel differ as to how much you have to remember. According to Rashi, Rav Huna requires that you remember the Etzem HaMaisa, and the Shtar helps you remember the details. And Rav Yechanan holds you don't have to remember the Maisa itself by yourself, you just have to be reminded through looking in the Shtar. Lefi the Rach, Rav Huna is the one who allows you to be reminded through looking in the star, you don't have to remember all by yourself anything. And Rabbi Yochanan says even that you don't have to have, as long as you remember that you wrote down everything at the time. The third way of reading the Brisa is the Ramban, who holds we're talking about recognizing a signature that you signed in a star a while ago. And again, there are two versions that the Ramban brings down as to what Rav Huna and Rabbi Yochanan are arguing about. According to one pshat, Rav Huna holds that you have to remember by yourself the edus that you saw, and it's not enough just to recognize the chsima. And Rabbi Yochanan agrees that you have to remember the story, but not by yourself. You have to remember it when you look into the shtar, and then you're never to be made about the chsimah. But both of them hold that you can't just be made about your chsimah without remembering the story. The second chapter Ramban says is that Rav Huna holds that you have to be reminded when you look into the shtar, and Rabbi Yochanan holds you don't. You just have to recognize your chsimah without remembering anything. Now the Rambam, in the beginning of Perches of Hilchas Edus, clearly reads the Brisa the way the Ramban reads. He says, So we're talking about somebody who signed an Ashtar and he wants to be made on his Ksavyad. He recognizes Ksavyad. The person has no recollection that the story ever took place. He cannot be made on his Ksavyad in Bezdin. And he explains, The Edis is really that the person is Chayv the Mamun. And his Ksavyad is only Kedela as Kiro Yadavar, Avalom Lainisker Lo Yoid. 
the Ravid in the Hasagis argues with the Rambam. He says even if there's absolutely no recollection that they have of the story, if they say that these are our signatures, they're Nemon. Not only that, he says that even if you say Ksav Yadein Huzeh, this is our Ksav Yad, but there was never a Milva. They're not Nemot to Pasal the Shtar. But they were Mekayim the Shtar by saying it's their signature. He says you, you never find such a thing. What's the Hezbo in the Machloikis? It's very simple. The Rambam reads the Brisa like the Rambam. We're talking in our Brisa about somebody who signed the Shtar Gomer and he wants to be made on his Ksav Yad and he doesn't remember the Edus. And he holds like the Tzad in the Ramban that Rabbi Yochanan requires at least that you remember after looking into the Shtar the Edus that took place. And that's why if he remembers nothing, just knows that these are his Chasimis, then he would not be Neman to be Mekayim the Shtar. Masha Enkein, the Ravid, learns that we're not talking in our Sugi at all about a person who signed the Shtar. Star, and he wants to be Mekayim his signatures later. In such a case, it would be enough to be made just on the Chesimus, like any other Kiyom. He understands either like Rashi or like the Haigain in the Pshat in our Sugya. So we're not discussing a case of somebody who's being Machshir his own Chesimus. Rather, we're talking about somebody who's looking into notes about Edis that he saw back then, or somebody who wants to be made about something that he saw back then, and he just doesn't know if it was paid up. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.